Hey, welcome back, everybody, and thank you for making time for the boys today. My name's Evan Hambrick. You uh, got it right. I'm so proud. <laughs> thank you. Uh, the man who's very, very, uh, who's congratulating me right now is my co-host, Zach. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tonight, we're, it's Halloween. It is. It, it, we're going to be posting a late Halloween episode because we're recording on Halloween. Yeah. Exactly. We're on our A game. Exactly. Uh, we need to have a Halloween intro for this. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. want me to? I'll do it myself. I'll, I'll break out my kazoo and do like, dude, nice. Just some crazy stuff. I'll break out my trumpet. Uh, yeah, I'll, I haven't played that in like a year, two years at this point. I'll play you some tunes. God, you can just play. Uh, you definitely don't still have it because I know I don't have it. But do you remember? I think it was our eighth grade year or freshman year when we played. Um, uh, the theme from A Nightmare Before Christmas. SP wrote that. I do remember that. Yeah, we'll break that out. Hell yeah. Because, you know, basically tomorrow, that's when Christmas music starts. That is true. I've seen I've seen that uh, there's already, like, graphs showing how, like, people are listening to Christmas music. <laughs> yeah, someone's already looked up Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Exactly. I, I'll tell you what. Um, my, my roommate last year in college, his name's Joe um we like halloween you know we i was on campus for halloween literally the very next day i i come back from like lunch or something and what do i find joe's just sitting there in the room blasting christmas music and i'm like what is going on he's like we're past halloween now it's officially christmas dude i like the cut of joe's jib i agree with that yeah <laughs> I'm a Christmas man, dude. Bro, I can't I can't really push the Christmas envelope until we're past Thanksgiving. Now, to be fair, I, I get the argument if people say Thanksgiving isn't really a real ho- holiday because, you know, we just eat. Yeah, but it's to celebrate that time we killed those Indians. Yeah, and also football, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's all that matters. You get a little, little food, a little football, you know, pigskin is all that matters on, uh, in November, so... <laughs> but uh in celebration for this halloween holiday uh i have done literally nothing but you zach uh what have you done well you know this may be surprising for you to find out but i uh watched the shining for the very first time today yeah and you know i know in the past we've kind of discussed what i expected i would how i would react to seeing the shining and i I was right. I thought that it was like, I can understand why it's so highly regarded and like I enjoyed it, but it doesn't live up to what the book was. At least I figured. I figured. And it's such a different, it's so, it's so different from the book from what I've read. Well, I saw this Stephen King quote in regard to the movie and I, he, he basically said the movie is like a sports car on the outside but with nothing on the inside, you know? Um, And I kind of have to agree. Like, I think cinematically speaking, especially for the time, 
I mean, we're talking tracking shots, a bunch of cool imagery that they play with. I mean, the camera work is stellar. And also, I mean, come on, Jack Nicholson is the perfect Jack Torrance. Right. I mean, honestly, for the whole movie, I feel like the casting is pretty spot on. Like, I, I'm very pleased with how they did the cast for that movie. But, you know, watching it, it's exactly the problem I've talked to you about in the past where I, watching it now, I truly do feel like they just don't set up Jack's, um, like, how he devolves into his right. insanity. Like, it's there. But in the book, they do a really good job of kind of setting up this fact that, like, at his core, Jack Torrance is, like, he's a loving father. It's just that, you know, he has some anger issues that he has to work out, and he was a drunk. But, like, the whole reason he takes the job at the Overlook Hotel is kind of so that he can show his, like, his wife and son that he can be better. Sure, he wants to write that novel that's, like, a like a big part of, like, the isolation factor that that's why he's so okay with it but at the same time like he's he's trying to show that like he's not the drunk you know that they haven't pegged as that right. he can be the good father and he can you know check all the boxes that need checked but uh from <laughs> a, and i it's been a long time since i've seen the shining but uh, but i have to say i do think what they sacrifice in terms of perhaps the deeper character motives and i guess the characterization in general i think they do get really right in just the horror aspect mm -hmm. just because there's like there's like something just so <clears throat> creepy and terrifying when uh because you, like you said he's writing that novel and then his wife goes down to see what he's actually written and it's just the same sentence over right and over. Uh, all work like, and no play makes jack a dull boy and it's just like oh my god this guy is fucking lost it you know in the book it's really interesting to see like how the process of him writing the novel goes because he he kind of goes in with some ideas for just like i'm pretty sure it's just like generic novel ideas but then the longer he's at the hotel he kind of decides that he wants to write about specifically the hotel and stuff that happened in the hotel hmm. and then you know as we get right towards like the climax moment of the movie that's when you get the like all work and no play makes jack a dull boy moment right um I don't know. And I get that, like, this is going to be a problem with any book adaptation because you can't, there's no way you can fit a, a full size book like that. I mean, Stephen King books are so long as it is. And I'm pretty sure that one's like 600 pages. Yeah. So, I mean, taking two hours and 10 minutes and putting in everything in that book is impossible. And, you know, I'm not really saying everything that's in the book needs to be in the movie because there, I appreciated a lot about um specifically what they get right about um kind of jack's mannerisms and i mean credit to um what's his name uh kubrick jack nicholson that's what oh. i was going for um and and just his raw acting chops i mean he really sells every moment he's in um right. We've heard some of the stuff about how they uh, directed those scenes, right? Because apparently they just did them over and over and over. I had saw that specifically the scene on the like the stairs where she's yeah. walking backwards with the bat. Um, you know, it it was interesting to watch it, um, not going in with the mindset that it was like a. I'm pretty sure it's a '70s movie. Yeah. 70s or 80s because you know you you sit through some of the dialogue and stuff and it's it's not really crisp 
like like you might expect and I kind of had to like put a mental note that like this is something I just kind of have to forgive because this isn't like we're not talking 2020 movies we're talking movies from the 70s when you say crisp you mean like can't understand it or no like the the flow of dialogue isn't exactly delivery feels a little stiff sometimes Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so but but then again stanley kubrick could have kind of been going for that to kind of help the unsettling atmosphere because i mean it definitely gets the atmosphere right a hundred percent yeah um but it's also interesting to me that you know the the actual the shining um which is like such a big part of the the novel and what uh like danny has is his shine ability is really kind of a small part yeah yeah because like the he doesn't danny if i remember danny does some stuff but he for the most part is kind of inconsequential yeah well really the main character of the movie is jack yeah because it's all about his like descent right really and then there's like some there's like some supernatural stuff going on 100% but Danny's role in it is not I mean he rides I mean he sees some stuff sometimes he, <laughs> he says, rides his bike he rides exactly. his little trike around the hotel he says red rum uh like a thousand times like a thousand times and he somehow I think he, does he communicate with the black guy yeah yeah he he communicates with Dick Holleran um <clears throat> who I got to say from the books is one of my favorite characters in any Stephen King novel. Really? He's a super fun guy. So I, I was sad to see that he actually gets killed off in the yeah. movie. Cause, cause in the book he survives. Really? Yeah. Cause, cause in the book, um, I don't, I think I've told you this before, but what happens is, is that um, at the end of the story, similar to the, to the movie, Dick Holleran shows up as like jack is attacking wendy um and him showing up inadvertently saves wendy's life you know Hmm. and he's he does still get attacked by jack and kind of gravely injured but while jack is chasing danny um wendy who is also injured i believe helps uh like stabilize uh dick's wound and then they get out of the hotel um and what ends up happening is, is Danny and Jack end up in the boiler room and kind of a running thing throughout the whole book is that like one of the most important jobs that Jack has to do as he's caretaking the hotel is manage the boiler because uh, if he doesn't manage it properly, it could explode. And obviously that's not a good thing for the hotel. Yeah. So, uh, kind of in, in the closing moments of the book, what happens is, is Jack because of his love for his son and because it's so powerful, he's just, he's able to break free of the the hold of the hotel long enough to like have Danny escape with Wendy and Dick. And then he allows the boiler to overheat and explode and it destroys the entire hotel. Interesting. Yeah. So. This seems to be more of like a, like a fulfilling ending. Yeah. Uh, at least for like Jack. Especially when you look at like Stephen King's other endings, it's an actual ending, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is much, much less to say about the movie. Cause you know, the movie just ends with like, oh, Jack froze to death in 
they escaped, but Jack's soul is in the hotel. Right, because it pans over and he's like in the hotel's picture. Yeah, yeah. Which that probably has more of a... Uh, I don't know what the word to use is. It doesn't... It, it, it's definitely an ending that's more mysterious and a bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, like, is it, it makes like, me want to see Dr. Sleep because of the fact that uh, they actually go back to the hotel. Because there's, there's a lot that could be played with with the fact that Jack's soul is still inhabiting the hotel. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so... I don't know, I'm going to watch it at some point, probably soon, now that I've actually seen um, The Shining. Did it get, because it's already been released, right? So like. Yeah, yeah, it has, uh, it has Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, how was the reception? Did people like it? It was positive. It, really? it was mostly positive, yeah. I don't think anyone thought it was like groundbreaking or anything, but people generally thought it was good. So, And this may be like a hot take for people who like Stephen King, but I think Dr. Sleep might be better than The Shining. Dang. Yeah. Dude. Like I, cause I, I'm especially impressed cause he wrote it in like 2012. So, you know, it'd been a long time since he'd actually touched anything related to The Shining. Right. So, but it's good. I really enjoyed it. When are they coming out <clears throat> with Ghostbusters 3? Is that now? Are you talking like actual Ghostbusters three with the with the right cast, the correct cast? Yeah, I don't know. Is there has there been any movement on that? Because I know they showed off that trailer. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Oh, you're right. You're right. They definitely did. Because doesn't it have? It's got some of the kids from uh, what's that show called? The Stranger Things. It has Paul Rudd. That's what I was gonna say. Because. Oh man, it brings back Dan Aykroyd. That's all that matters. I'm sold. It's Dumb coming deal. out. It's coming out June 11th, 2021. That's when it's coming out. Well, assuming you know, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you think they would just take this chance to push it back to a Halloween of next year? Right, because that wouldn't that be a bit more fitting? But I <laughs> yeah. guess they they want to do it. I, this sounds like a corporate decision, you know. Yeah. More people are free during the summer, so they'll they'll do it then. I mean. You know, corporate decisions. We've we we hashed this when talking about uh the uh, monster hunter trailer. Yeah, but, you know yeah. it's. You think it would be smart to release it during Halloween, but then again, you're right. Like people are going to be more free and sure. Is sure. the other? I just want them to get this out of the way so we can finally get you know the <clears throat> Ghostbusters two, uh, from uh, the the women Ghostbusters. Yeah, you're from from the uh, all female SNL cast exactly that's SNL why that's why that was so funny that's why, that's it, was why it was such a hilarious well, movie it's why it was such a success yeah yeah and it had a boy toy chris hemsworth in the role yeah yeah and yeah yeah you know it's great it made it made so much money have you actually seen it no fuck no, no. i haven't either maybe maybe we'll I have s- to watch it together at some point i'd fucking kill myself I, I, I'd, <laughs> down, I, I'd actually be kind of down with that just to see how fucking shit it is well listen saw, if, if we've sat through cats we can sit through just about anything at this oh my point. god that's you're, you're not wrong fucking hell uh i saw plinkett's review of it the red letter media review of uh, ghostbusters the remake which is pretty good but that's about as far as i'm willing as i as i touched it <laughs> yeah i think no i, I was gonna say i thought maybe uh, critical reviewed it for the moist meter but i don't know i i 
I feel like it's a lie now that I actually say it. Maybe he did, but I don't think I actually watched it. Right. I I, would I just heard it was bad, and that's all I need. Yeah. Well, you can tell. You could tell it's bad. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you don't need someone to tell you. You could tell. I. Ah, uh, God. I knew it when they killed off fucking uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> did they? Is that what? Is that what happens? They kill off Bill Murray. Yeah. But he's in. He's in the new one. They they re okay. So what they do in the remake is that they essentially make it to where the Ghostbusters have never existed until the women come along, but they still get the old actors to come in, to you know have as cameos for new roles. <laughs> so Bill Murray, you know, in the first Ghostbusters movie, you had uh I forget his name, but he was the kind of like the ginger kind of guy who was always trying to get the Ghostbusters arrested. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking Peck, about. Peck. Uh, he becomes the peck for the remake and because he's like, you guys aren't really busting ghosts. You're frauds. So they try to prove him wrong. And he was and then, damn right. Yeah, they were frauds. Uh, but they release a ghost for no to prove him wrong, even though it's really st- stupid and dangerous. <laughs> right. And the, the ghost kills him and throws him out a window. Oh. So yeah, that's what they do to Bill Murray. I'm just saying the only acceptable death of Bill Murray is in the original Zombieland movie. That was yeah, yeah, that was good. So I don't know, Evan. Have you like in the past? Do you feel like you have any like movies that you directly associate with Halloween? God, I don't know because I've never been. I've never been like a super Halloween guy. Right. Uh, I think. Okay, maybe Monster House. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's a throwback. You, I know, right? You sent me back for a second. I know. <laughs> I tell you, when that movie first came out, it actually scared me. Like, really? I remember parts of it. I th- what it was was um, I had the Monster Hunter uh, PS2 game, and yep. I wasn't I wasn't very good at it. But then I watched it, and it was just something about the the combination of the old man who lived in it and the fact that it like you watch it eat someone at some point. I was just right. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I had the Game Boy game. Oh, of the Monster Monster House. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. I, li- I like that movie quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I also remember Scary Godmother. Oh, that yes. I'm tell. I'll tell you what it is. It's because we're Cartoon Network boys. We that's are. How we, that's how we have this stuff. Well, that's back when Cartoon Network was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, because they they put that on every Halloween, and I watched the shit out of that. God, I think they made two of those. They did. Yeah. They did. God. But so, did you remember, remember the blonde kid who wore the, the devil pajamas? The de- yeah, the devil pajamas. Yeah. Jesus, that's crazy. What? Because because my, my answer to that was just going to be like, the movie that sticks out to me the most is The Conjuring, because I watched it last year on Halloween mm-hmm. in college, because it was just like, oh, well, we got to watch something scary since it's right. halloween you know <laughs> nah fuck that i scary watch godmother all day I, every day i watch scary godmother because that's the real shit <laughs> right there you know <laughs> i i think for me it's just i i'm not a big fan of horror movies right i think i'm more interested i have like a morbid curiosity with everything horror movies but i don't actually want to watch any of them right i'm not i've never been a big horror guy and i and that one part part of that was because when i was younger they just used to scare me a lot i didn't want to mm-hmm. be involved with them 
But then after I got over that, even afterwards, I'm just not... I can watch them, and they're interesting. But the only ones that have really affected me are, like, Hereditary. Right. Uh, which was just like, oh, shit. We know the problem with so many horror movies is just the fact that there's so many of them. There's such a large population that are just gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, we're just, we're going to hit you with a bunch of jump scares. You know, yeah, that's all we're going to have. Rather predictable. And like, the, even the ones, because like, you, there's not a lot of scary, like actually scary horror movies. In right. My, in my opinion, like, he's probably one I would say, and there were probably others. I'm just not too knowledgeable about the, uh, the genre. genre. Yeah. But like, they're either like, the only other ones that are uh, popular are just fun horror movies. Yeah. Like a Halloween or well, you know, Friday 13th. That's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like slashers, it's hard for me to consider slashers horror movies because I agree with you that they're kind of fun, you know? Right. Right. Like, like when I think of slasher movies, I think of like Scream and like all the Scream movies are fun. Yeah. So. But like, I guess you would have to, because like, what else do you put them under? I mean, right. I feel like slasher is like a subgenre of just like horror. Right. We, yeah. I mean, you're right. I don't know. And I think I'm trying to think of scary ones, scary movies I've actually did, seen. Because did I Blair the, Witch get you? No. Um. But you know, I think if I had been like, like if if we had been around when the movie first came out then yeah. i think it would have got us that's yeah because you know I, I think a big part of what makes that movie so effective is the fact that they had such an elaborate marketing campaign right. yeah, and it was also like the first one of its kind right right a bit more believable now blair witch is so iconic that it's not even that scary anymore because we all know the thing about it right and i mean another thing about it is you literally don't see anything throughout the whole right. movie yeah. so well and i think that's kind of good and bad because it's good because i think it helps build up tension right because like you know i think the idea of something scary happening is sometimes better than something scary actually happening if that makes any sense yeah like the idea like almost like the idea that there's something behind you can sometimes be more effective than actually showing it i mm. think i think baba duke did that uh, to a good to a good degree right uh so I, I I like that aspect of it, but I do agree that I think it doesn't. I think nowadays, if you were to like just watch it, already knowing what's kind of, you already know it's not real. You already seen like you maybe you've seen Paranormal Activity, which does right. a lot of the same stuff. Having it just be them walking around the woods can be rather boring. Right, and I don't know. It'll always be memorialized as like the low budget movie that did it first and did it so well um and you know i i respect it a lot for that but but i uh, i just thought it was an okay movie all in all you know right but i know i thought the conjuring was fairly scary at times like like it got me but it was more like the jump scare kind of got me than like Mm -hmm. the unsettling kind which i mean they're are pros and cons to that because I mean props to it that I wasn't able to predict what was coming because a lot of the times I'll end up like watching some horror movie and I'll just like see it coming from a mile away yeah. so I don't know I've always been more into like horror games <clears throat> rather than right. horror movies because uh, I think those have been 
there, there are a lot of really good horror games. Uh, mm-hmm. I really am a huge fan of the Dead Space. Uh, I want to say, well, I, I will say series, but I do think it does get less scary as it goes along. Mm-hmm. I told you the story about my first, because Dead Space was like my first horror game, basically. I don't think I've heard this story. So my dad wanted to get me a video game. Uh, and he didn't. He doesn't know anything <clears throat> about video games or even what to get me. So he just got me Dead Space Two, <laughs> and I was like a kid. I don't right. even know if I was in. I, I I don't know how old I was. Homies in diapers <laughs> out here playing Dead Space Two. I was pretty young though, and I'd never played a horror game before. And I it was like looking at it. I was like, this seems different. And I looked at the back and I read about it, and it kind of terrified me to even start playing because it was talking about how fucking dark it was and how this shit these zombie fucks are gonna pop out of the darkness and kill you and it's like oh my god that's and you're gonna be alone on this space station it's like jesus this sounds terrifying Mm -hmm. but i decide to i pop it in it's late at night i'm in my basement oh well that's already a, a wonderful combo for you i know i'm in the basement and like I keep and as I put it in, as I, I I'm playing it, I am like checking behind me because you know it's like <laughs> this big, because there's this big dark space. Because for those who don't know, my basement's pretty big, and uh, I basically when I was younger, I had a TV and a few couches and like a rug, just kind of space in a put in a in a small square on one end of the wall. The rest yeah. of the basement was basically just unused and was in total darkness. So I have this one small area in the basement where I play my games and I'm just like checking behind me in the like fucking darkness to see if anything's popping up back there. And so I put it in. If You've never played Dead Space. No, I've watched people play it, but not like all the way through or anything. Well, in the beginning of Dead Space 2, uh, well, first, even on the title screen, fucking horrifying because it's all this fucked up because it's like the the title screen or the, the main menu. Uh, better to say is basically just like it's a it shows the marker which is this big huge creepy religious statue and then a bunch of random gibberish flying across the screen and all you hear are like whispers coming out of the speaker that was already like oh god then i start playing the game and you start with the main character having this like psych evaluation and during the psych evaluation your dead girlfriend gets up on the crawls up on the desk you hallucinate your dead girlfriend crawling up on the desk and the camera zooming in as her fucking eyes and mouth start glowing and she starts screaming in your fucking face nice so that was i was like god stop but the the kicker for me was after that scene where that there's like the fucking zombie outbreak happens and you're stuck in your fucking straitjacket Mm-hmm. And you have to basically run past all of these creepy, fucked up zombie people. And some dude dies in front of you and turns <laughs> into a zombie. And they have a scripted event where you try to dive under a door and you have to basically mash the A button. Yeah. I was too scared to see that, to see the <laughs> A button. So I eventually, every time is I would piss my pants running through this hallway, <laughs> dive under the door, and then the fucking zombie would kill me. And then I was like, all right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fucking horrifying. But you know, that, go on. Uh, I was just, you, you finish your thought because I'm kind of, I was going to jump into like my horror game experience. Well, so. I was going to say it was also the reason I hold Dead Space 2 close to my heart, even though people probably would say Dead Space 1 is scarier, uh, is because that was also kind of what 
got me in <clears throat> to horror games because right. eventually over the like next few days or weeks or because i didn't touch it for a bit <laughs> but I, when i got back into it uh i eventually while i was scared i eventually <clears throat> began it was like kind of this experience of like you know what fuck these guys because uh, you can you could kill them so right. i kind of got into it whenever i was whenever i got scared uh, in the game i just like yeah fuck these guys i'm just i'm pissed now i'm mm-hmm. pissed because they made me scared so i'm gonna kill them that was kind of like the mentality and with through that i stopped being scared of like horror games well yeah that's kind of a perk of starting with dead spaces that you actually can fight back right against it, against the creatures right it, it was a very it was a very fun experience to go through getting over being frightened and eventually just sort of taking control of the game for yourself right you know for me up until until dawn came out um because i was so like abstinent of anything horror genre related i um basically tried to stay away from as many horror games as possible um so the one exception to that was amnesia was a playstation plus download one month and i downloaded amnesia and, you know, it was like, oh, PewDiePie played this. So this has to be, like, the most amazing game I've ever played, ever. <laughs> right. Um, and goddamn, if I have not played a more boring game in my entire life. Yeah. Because, you know, here's the thing. I have a lot to re- I have a lot I respect about Amnesia. Because, um, like, the, the sanity thing that it plays with and the like the way in the puzzle aspects there's smart puzzles for the most part um there are a lot of unsettling things you run from and hide from and things like that but you know as like a 12 year old kid i was like puzzles Uh uh-uh i'm done with this (laughs) i'm done with this i remember i think i had you and aaron over to my house one weekend and you played like two hours worth of amnesia just solving puzzles left and right and we didn't see the creature once yeah that's exactly i remember that <laughs> i actually remember because i was about to bring it up i remember exactly what you're talking about because i think you were expecting because i think i played a horror game at your house once and it was a really fun time because i think I don't, I don't remember what game we played i don't even remember what the fuck you guys were talking about but apparently it was really fun so we, i think we wanted to replicate that with me playing amnesia right the game I think I think what made it because uh, I, I was it a pixel game. Oh, it was Home. That's what it's called. Was home it? was a sixteen or like it was a pixel game. It was a, right. but it was I had it on my PS Vita. Um, right. And I think we might have played it on a uh, on the on a bus ride. Um, Did we after a after a game? Oh shit! Because it's super short, and like, there's nothing actually scary about it, other than the fact that the music is really ominous. It's a it's a pretty dark story, and then there's like sound scares. Right. Yeah, I think we just kind of shat on it, and that's what made it kind of fun. Right. But then we played Amnesia, and there's nothing to even really, because there's nothing really happened, and so. Right. I, and I and I came because I haven't played Amnesia on my own. I came to the conclusion that maybe I'd have a better time if it was just like. A solo experience right it's a bit because like when you're with friends it's not even scary you're just kind of like doing shit right well you know i thought the same thing and that's why last summer actually i tried to push through the the uh the main story and you know i i'd say i got like two-thirds of the way through it 
And I put it down, not because I was too scared, but because I was just like, I was bored of the same thing in every area. Hmm. Cause, cause what it, cause you know, every single area is like, Oh, you're going to have to go find these different things to finish these puzzles in areas where each time you're going to find a monster and we're going to give you next to no candles or matches to light candles. And we're going to give you next to no oil to spookify it, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I, I grew tired of the repetition and monotony of it all. So, but I think yeah. the, the horror game that kind of changed things for me was uh, until dawn. Would you classify that as a horror game? I think so. I mean, it's like it's more like a teen slashers horror movie. All right, I guess. But but you know it well. You know it has all the tropes of a horror movie, right? Well, because so. we we're just talking about before how slasher is like a so even though it's not really scary, it's still like a subgenre right. of horror. So I guess we could say the same for Until Dawn. And you know, I some of some of the jump scares got me, and the the biggest thing about it that I appreciated was the the whole thing where you go in and talk to the like psychiatrist you know and how you answer his questions personalizes the scares to how you answered right you know and sure they're all jump scare related things but what this ended up being was that and this is one of my favorite memories i made at college last year was uh, my friends at college and I started doing this thing where every Friday we would all get together and just play like horror games. And it, our first game we played was Until Dawn because uh, one of my roommates had never played it before. So we so we like eight of us packed in a tiny dorm room where you you saw how small my dorm room was. Extremely. Yeah. For, for reference to everyone else, it's like a literally slightly bigger than a fucking closet. <laughs> so yeah eight of us smushed in there sitting on chairs the floor just watching my roommate play through a horror or you know until dawn and just so you know he made awful decisions i think he left with like three people alive sick so like really poor decisions um he shot the one girl in the face <laughs> um god yeah just a lot of bad decisions but Oh, and he, um, the, the funniest thing was, you know, where you have, I, it's Chris and Ashley, I believe, in the one part where, like, the saw blade's coming down. Yeah. And you have to either shoot Ashley or yourself. Well, he was, he was like, going back and forth between it. He was just like, well, I don't want to die. <laughs> nice. Chose her. So, like, everyone, the best character in the game ends up getting killed because of that one action, you know? <laughs> Wait, Ashley dies? I thought the gun wasn't filled with any actual bullets. Well, no, no, no. Chris dies. Oh. Because if you decide to point the gun at Ashley, then she remembers that. And when you go to help the old guy beat the Wendigo, Chris will, you know, he escapes the Wendigo and runs back towards the house. And if you had not chose to shoot Ashley, then she unlocks the door and lets you in. But if you chose to shoot Ashley, she locks it and watches as the what Wendigo a, kills you. Oh my god, what a cold bitch. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. So. I don't know. I'd say the best character in the game was probably Mike. He was a fucking... is, is that the one who was played by uh you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know the actor name. I don't know why I'm even bringing that up to you. He was <laughs> he was the one who you who you get his finger caught in the bear trap, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that that doesn't have to happen? Yeah, I did. 
I thought that was the thing that every that happens to everyone. No, then, you just have to not fucking my, touch it. Yeah, another one of my college friends was like, I never touch that when I play. Like I played this a ton of times and I never touch it. I was just like, How? What what do you mean you didn't touch it? <laughs> Cause I thought that was just but I mean to be fair, my exposure to Until Dawn was I watched like YouTubers played it and all of them chose to check Seriously? it. And then I played it and chose to check it. You know, dumbass. I know. <laughs> uh, but in my mind, I was like, lost finger equals progression. So we're all good. <laughs> I watched the playthrough. I just watched like the perfect playthrough. Right. Uh, and they just like walked past and it's like, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. But um, what we we played through. So we played through Until Dawn outlast uh outlast whistleblower and outlast 2 i believe was what we played through what would you how would you rank those games how would i rank them from best to worst no um, worst to best worst to best worst to best i would say actually no i changed my mind again best to worst (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to start taking notes on this um okay best to worst and you're not changing it on me. No, 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 no. Huh? Don't say another word. I think I think Outlast One is the best of those four. I think I'm gonna go Outlast One, Whistleblower, Until Dawn, Outlast Two. How the fuck is Until Dawn in there? Well, because those were the four games. I thought you meant rank all four. No, of them, no, like. Well, I'm I'm interested that until dawn was so low. Not surprised, but interested. But uh, well, like, I don't know. you have to look at the the quality of the scares and like what right. what how often you were truly scared or like had a visceral reaction to something that happened in the game, and you know until dawn's like watching a movie, but when you're right. playing the Outlast games, it's like you're in it. Right. Right. So, so I'm not surprised Outlast 2 is at the bottom because from yeah. what I've heard, that game's a fucking mess. Well, you know what's sad was like, so we, we were like passing around who played each game. So I was the one who played Outlast 2. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still got scared. I still had some moments where I was just like, come on. Especially, I think the one that got me the worst was it's like towards the very beginning you you're going into the church or something like that but you go through this underground or like this basement area and you have to crawl through this like little opening between two cages and everyone else but me noticed that there was a guy in the cage I was crawling past so I'm just crawling by and you know because this is how the outlast games are he like sticks his hand out and rattles the cage and I dropped the controller. Right. Like, it got me so bad, I dropped the <laughs> controller. It's like, I can't do this, huh? Um, but no, like, that game was just annoying more than it was, like, scary or anything like that. Yeah. Because Outlast 1 had some had some pretty good stuff going on. Yeah. Outlast 1 got me as a viewer. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm watching my roommate play it, and sure enough, I'm getting scared when he gets caught. And I'm, like, reacting when he's getting chased, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like immediate. It's like it doesn't pull any fucking punches. Right. And somehow it kind of makes it get worse as time goes on. As like yeah. you start going through this, sh- this shit. <clears throat> and you know, the only real problem with the Outlast games is there reaches a point in every single one where you just become desensitized. That is it. true. 
well, it, you can become desensitized, <clears throat> and it kind of becomes it becomes kind of repetitive because it's the same gameplay loop every time. Right. You're just running around and hiding and doing the same thing. But yeah, that was really fun. That was a fun experience, and they're making another Outlast game. Really? That I believe is going to be co-op. Okay. That that does how the fuck. I always get a bit uh what's the word i'm looking for skeptical yeah when a horror game decides to go co-op happened with dead space 3 happened with outlast 3 i don't know why the fuck the third game has to be this way (laughs) i'm um cautiously optimistic that it would be good yeah yeah because i'm pretty sure they're going back to another like asylum-esque setting they're they're dropping the like foresty concept that's probably which is already a plus so part of the issue was i think that no one knew where the fuck to go (laughs) yeah but you know the people who made um until dawn have made two more games yeah i think they made isle of man was one of them it was man of madon man of madon yeah um and the newest one is called little hope i I haven't heard that one um it's it literally came out like yesterday oh okay so um but they're they're rebranded now as dark pictures um Mm -hmm. and what they're they're all like anthology stories you know which um you know i think kind of works for them like i i want to play them just because it's i enjoyed a lot about until dawn because it was it was just kind of a fun story to experience yeah i didn't really uh play a lot of until dawn but uh i think i think it was neat for what it was mm-hmm. well and it's i think it's a it's a fun thing to play like with a group of people definitely because playing it alone the first time was a good experience and i don't know how many times i would want to play it again by myself but playing with people who haven't played it before and kind of like you know reacting to things collectively and making those decisions and that's kind of a cool thing i think about it it was um a man of madon was it kind of um what's what i'm looking for um promoted this idea of you playing it with other people because it was like you the intention was like if you wanted to play in group then like each person could choose to play one of the characters and make all the decisions for that character that's actually pretty sick i like that so you could you, you should play fucking you could play until done like that yeah you could honestly that's kind of the thing with all these like like the quantic dream games like uh detroit become human mm-hmm. and all that that'd be an interesting way to play is get like you know yeah, get, get the true. boys together and that'd be fucking fun i'm yeah. actually like super i'm super into that idea because you'd have somebody who's probably like Oh, you'd have the dick of the group who's just I, like, I'm making all the wrong decisions. Let's just be honest. That'd that's be you. Me. Yeah, that's, that's you. definitely me. That's 100% uh, I, you. <laughs> like, I call being Connor. <laughs> I want you to be Connor, but get killed every available instant. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds fun, though. Damn. Have I talked to you about the fact that I played Detroit Become Human recently? I think you mentioned it, but like, I, don't like think I think it was this summer was the first time I played it. Right, I think we meant you mentioned it. I think you said you liked it, but I don't think we ever really talked about it. Yeah, I I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was good because I've played 
all three of the like big Quantic Dream games. So Heavy Rain, Rain Beyond heavy, Two Souls. Heavy Rain was really good. I liked Heavy Rain. Yeah, Heavy Rain was probably the best of the three in terms of story. Yeah. So. I love that. It had a great. I think it had a great twist too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be my recommended. I'm just getting that out of the way now. <laughs> what heavy rain? <laughs> yeah, play heavy rain. Play heavy rain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has nothing to do with Halloween, but I have been watching like a shit ton of Kitchen Nightmares recently. Listen, Kitchen Nightmares is one of the easiest shows to go back to at any time. Just sit down just, and just slap it on. I just saw like one clip on YouTube and then all of a sudden <laughs> just didn't fucking stop. God damn. It's one of Rachel and I's favorite shows. It's I mean, so good to watch. It's so yeah. fun. Gordon Ramsay's just like a, he's a, he's a, he's a great chef and an even greater entertainer. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, watching him just absolutely shit on people. Like and it's like, and he's always a pattern too. He walks in, he's like, "Is this, is this fresh? <laughs> yeah. Is this fresh?" It's like, "No." It's like, "You fucking donkey." Yeah, I like when he takes a bite of something and he just pushes away. He's like, "That was microwaved. I know yeah, it. Yeah. It was microwaved." Well, he always says like, he pushes like dreadful. Yeah, takes, <laughs> a, cat, takes a cat food. Have you uh, seen the uh, the meat canyon thing about Kitchen Nightmares where he's? <laughs> I, th- it's I think it's me, Canyon. Yeah, it's like yeah. piss with like shit right in the middle of the plate. He's like, yeah. this is delicious. This is one of the most beautiful things I've ever put in my mouth. Have you seen Hotel Hell? Yes. Listen, I've seen I've seen clips and episodes of like all of his. Which one's your favorite? Do you like Kitchen Nightmares, British Kitchen Nightmares, or Hotel hey, Hell? I don't like British Kitchen Nightmares. You I'll tell don't. you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. It's just because it's drawn out more. I kind of okay. like the American highlight style of it. I I I think there's good in both of them. I like I I too like the American like where it's all so fucking because and the American version is so it's like high action, high octane. Yeah, yeah, it's high octane. That's the best way to put it. But Balls the British, wall. yeah, but the British version I like because it feels like almost more genuine. If, yeah, like, it feels more re- real. Because uh, Gordon Gordon's doing the narrating himself, you get to see him actually like, kind of go into detail with his criticisms of the food. Right, uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. I I don't like the fan base for the British Kitchen Nightmares because I go into the comments and it's literally just people saying like, I prefer the British version over the American version. It's so <laughs> much. Oh my god, the American version so fucking it's so fucking lame. It, it's like it, JoJo fans who say I read the manga, so I'm pretty much, superior. Pretty much, it's like come on, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're big brain. Uh, Hotel Hell's the fun too, though. I think Hotel Hell might be my favorite. I think honestly, that might be my favorite too. Because you get, you still get the kitchen nightmare stuff because he'll eat the food at the restaurant. Yeah. But then also, like, come on, when he takes like a, a black light onto the bed. Oh and my you see God. Yeah. Covered in, in like semen. Yeah. This guy's semen. That was the alcoholic guy, right? It, it's happened on multiple episodes. What? I didn't know. Yeah. I've only seen the clip of where he did it with this guy owner who was basically an alcoholic. Listen, there's this episode, you can find the full episode on YouTube. Um, and what it is, is that he goes to this one hotel where um, these two guys own it, I'm pretty sure. And it's full of like all these 
antiques in quotation marks what they think are priceless antiques i know exactly what you're talking about yeah nothing yeah and that whole one is insane but that's the guy who steals his workers tips yeah yeah same guy asshole i like Um, the one where he helps this crab shake this like crab uh, something in and the guy the owner is just this fucking limp fish who dresses like a goddamn tennis uh, ball boy every day and so he's so he he's so he's so like a non-person mm-hmm. that gordon ramsay literally has to like lead him by the hand and like he fucking to show it like taking to show him like what's wrong right and the episode ends when a bad dish has come back and he's taking it he takes it to the owner he's like what's what's wrong with this he's like uh it's undercooked it's like <laughs> And so he grabs a waitress. He's like, what is wrong with this chicken? And she's like, oh, it's dry. It's a bit burnt. And he grabs another waitress. And he's like, what's what's wrong with this dish? He's like, oh, it looks really dry. And she's like, I'm not even a cook. And he's like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. He gives him the plate, picks up his hand and shakes it. He's like, I'm going to go because what you just said was the worst thing you, you could have said to me uh, all week. That yeah. chicken is dry and burnt. And you said it was raw. Bye, and he leaves and the guy has the plate and the can and it ends with him walking over to the trash can and then awkwardly looking away and then going back into the kitchen with the plate and then standing there awkwardly and then it ends yeah it's fucking hilarious i think one of my favorite things that happens on kitchen nightmares and it may have happened in hotel hell i'm not sure but is when he eats something that's bad and the the cook or the owner is like oh no it's good and he's like okay you sit down and eat it then <laughs> like here, here's the fork here's the knife you eat this i love the parts of the wait with the waiters and wait- waitresses basically shit on it with them <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like oh this is an open mic you're just giving us the giving us the floor real quick i'll take it <laughs> well what i thought was really funny is one uh, one hotel hell the waitress literally comes in and she not only like shits on the food and the owner she's like oh by the way the owner was arrested yesterday and she brings <laughs> out this fucking newspaper she just has it's like here you go it's <laughs> like what <laughs> have you seen there's one episode of kitchen nightmares where they it's like a soul food restaurant and like there's there's a moment where um the only thing gordon likes is the dessert and he like hugs the the grandma yeah. of the place but where the guy accuses gordon of planting a rat yes i've seen yeah. i saw that like how do you invite gordon ramsay into well, your restaurant and then be like did you did you plant this for views here's the thing i mean maybe listen i don't want to say he did do it but evan i, could, I come I, I, I'm on just, i'm just you saying do not take the side of this soul food restaurant I'm not they just had no, a rat problem there's no evidence they even talk about it in the episode how they had a they had someone spray i'm just saying i mean listen gordon just, woke I've up always, that morning and was like who's bringing me the rat i'm going to mocha pit i've always rat. questioned if like maybe they might i don't know maybe sometimes they might plant some stuff to because no. they i've seen some stuff on kitchen nightmares and hell to hell which seems pretty fake and i, and I just but you like, know that's uh, the thing is they they choose these places because they are that bad I, yeah, they definitely true. send a scout team ahead of time to be like, is this place actually that bad? It is. And I, they have to confirm that they've got like a rap problem. So it's like, you know. right, right. 
I mean, you know, if we're talking about if Gordon Ramsay or Kitchen Nightmares in general ever fakes some stuff for their show, I don't know. I might, I, I could see it. I mean, you know, they're going to do things to get the views, but I think 90, I'm going to say 95% of what we see on it is. Well, sure. Real. Well, because some of that stuff you can't even fake. Right. Like well, moments fridge. where like he opens the fridge and like that's peels back the lining and there's cockroaches running. Yeah. That's literally what I was about to say. Like when he goes in that fridge and like he sees all this shit, like there's no faking that. Right. Like how how dirty everything is. It's like you can't. <laughs> These places suck. For real. Now, do you do you like Hell's Kitchen? Do you. I enjoy it. I don't. I think I prefer the Kitchen Nightmares side. Yeah. But I do. Yeah, I enjoy Hell's Kitchen. Well, I'll tell you what I. I think the main thing I don't care for about. Um, Hell's Kitchen is the, just the fact that, that like the competition aspect of it because I just like watching dinner services like that and maybe yeah. it's just because like you know I'm like an aspiring cook in a lot of ways like always wanting to expand my uh, cookbook of recipes but you know <laughs> I don't know if Kitchen Nightmares and Hell's Kitchen is where you want to go to find <laughs> yeah Good I don't food. know. You know, it's uh, it's the whole reason I got the. I have Gordon Ramsay's cookbook. Yeah, or one of his cookbooks. Yeah, I am now a pretty solid risotto maker. I got it. Nice. Say. Yeah, Can I you make, make me some scallops? Um, I I haven't tried yet, but I could. I have his recipe for for homemade scallops. You know, sick. So, but I make mean tomato risotto. <laughs> like, kind of a pro now. Wow, I'm what dude? That's fucking legendary. Can you <laughs> actually? That reminds me. The fact that you said you Ramsey's cookbook reminds me of an episode on the British Kitchen Nightmares, where this guy basically stole one of Ramsey's recipes. I've seen this clip. I've seen yeah. this clip. Yeah, and he makes it for Ramsey, and he thinks it's bad. And as the waiter <laughs> goes back, he he asks, like, "Can you ask the chef where he got the idea for the scallops?" <laughs> goes back inside. The waiter asks him. And the chef's like, "Fuck." <laughs> 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 yeah i think that's the same episode where the wait the, the chef locks ramsey out of his restaurant while he cries oh there you go pretty sick because uh he's the same age as ramsey and he like could have been really successful but he just didn't he just failed spectacularly <laughs> well, damn that's sad it is kind of sad <laughs> f's in the chat for that man <laughs> god you know what else deserves some F's in the chat? And you brought this up before we started recording is uh, Cyberpunk getting delayed. I, I know, again. I know. Again, man. When's it coming out now? November or something? It's December 10th now. Or, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I'll tell you what's really sad about it is that on Twitter, I think it was like a month ago when they delayed it that time, they had put on like, hey, no more delays now. We promise. I know. And it even, like, the game even went gold, which I don't really know what that means, but what I do know is that if it goes gold, that means it's not getting delayed. Yeah. And then they delayed it. I, I mean, like, imagine some of the, because, like, you know, I'm interested for Cyberpunk to come out, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, one of those people who's really super looking. I'm, like, I'm looking forward more to, like, the Demon Souls remake, which right. I'm fucking psyched for after seeing some shit that, comes out, that came out about that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but like, but not as, but you know, I'm more excited for that than the cyberpunk. But some of these people have been waiting for like eight, what is it, eight years or some shit? Yeah. For this game to come out, that must well, suck. Because what is CD Project Red? 
they're the yep. ones doing it yeah because i think dylan was telling me that they've already they've shortened the story from what it was going to be to try and get really? the game out sooner um i don't know it's i it's, i want to be like oh you know that like it's going to come out and still be fantastic and everyone's going to be like the wait was worth it but I don't know if I was exactly hooked on wanting to get it anyways beforehand. So right. You, know. you think you think it might not be uh, as good as people think it's going to be when it comes out because of all these like <sighs> corners they have to cut just to get it released. And maybe I I think the biggest thing for me about it is that if they can actually execute everything they're promising with this game then like I I feel like I will get it and I will want to experience it. But you know, they had they've said they're going to do so much because there's going to be you know you can make different choices that impact the story you can kill off characters which will completely alter side storylines and and main quest storylines and stuff like that like they're truly trying to make it as much like a tabletop game as they can but the thing is is like as much as you want that you can't ever truly make a a video game that's as comprehensive as like dungeons and dragons is. right well because part of the like reason that. the only reason dungeons and dragons work works because you don't have to fucking worry about that shit exactly All you do is write it down and then you just talk about it because i mean something that may seem small that they took out but to me is kind of a big indicator of where the game is trending is that they were going to have wall running be a thing you could do hmm. um and they had to remove that mechanic oh, that the game. and like i i think most people would just be like how you just were like all oh, that sucks you know that's just too bad but to me that's like you know like i think that just proves the point that like maybe they're biting off a little more than they can chew right it might, that might be true i mean uh i feel like a lot of the time uh game companies because it, it sounds like to me uh when they when that sort of thing happens like they don't really have a comprehensive plan right for how this game is actually going to get made and they just kind of throw a bunch of shit I'm a, I could see that a, a, a worry I might have is that it comes out and it's a bit of a mess with no real direction in terms of gameplay or story. Right. If that makes any sense. I think it could end up being like when No Man's Sky came out and, you know, everyone had hyped up No Man's Sky so much. Yep. And it was just like it didn't actually get good until like this year. Exactly. Like they finally got it where it's supposed to be. Right. And I kind of feel like that's where we could end up seeing cyberpunk it's rest, possible you know yeah it's possible i mean it sounds like at this point that's kind of what they're going to be doing in terms of like because they have to shorten the story just to get it out i could see them having to work later and just release the rest as like dlc or some shit right and it might be how it be and i mean hey at least it has keanu reeves i mean it's got that going for it it really that's a big plus <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes yeah um, I don't know. I like. I will, I will be very curious to see the reviews, and obviously we know people who are going to get the game, so we'll yeah. know pretty quickly whether or not it's actually good. But like, what the to fuck? me, there's just better games kind of on my radar right now. Yeah, sorry. I just found a fucking article that says why Demon Souls remake is already disappointing some fans. <laughs> Who the fuck is disappointed? Have you seen that shit? Who the fuck's disappointed with D the Demon Souls? No, right. I, I haven't played Demon Souls before because I never got the chance to. But it looks pretty fucking sick. 
Well, listen, as someone who is pretty vocal about the fact that they don't really care for the the Dark Souls experience they've had, even I'm like, I kind of want Demon Souls. It looks good, man. Yeah. It looks real good. The graphical upgrade, like that's what should that's what the Dark Souls remake should have been. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, they should have finished because I think they're even adding some stuff, like act some actual like uh, yeah, yeah, they're actually adding like a new area to it. Oh wow, Demon Souls, yeah. Like they, and that's what Dark Souls should have been because they made the Dark Souls remaster and it was basically fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the same game for like a new generation and they should have just they should have upgraded the graphics like they just did with demon souls and they should have finished there's this area there's this if you don't know in dark souls there's this famous area called lost isolith which is infamous for not being finished by the developers it's mm-hmm. just literally not done and you can tell uh because it's compared to all the other because the end game has like four big areas you have to go through and lost isolith is the shortest by a large degree and is filled with with enemies you fought before Hmm. it's rather and the boss is fucking terrible so like the fact that they're actually like doing shit with demon souls is so much of like so much better treatment than what i was expecting right it's you you know, I've seen online that people are complaining kind of in a similar similar vein to like with the Dark Souls remastered with uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Because, I mean, they're literally just like emulators, but on, but on a game cartridge for the Switch, you know. I think the yeah. only thing that's not a direct emulator is um, Galaxy. And... I forget what it's called, but it's something close to just like a straight emulator of it. Cause they, they just had to fix something so that you could use your um like switch Joy-Cons as the motion controls, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But like the who was anyone really wanting to do a lot with those with the games? That's, at what, all that's what I'm thinking every time I read someone being like oh, why didn't they do more with Super Mario 3D All-Stars? Like, it's not just getting those games enough. Like, like it's different when we're talking about, um, like, with uh, Dark Souls Remastered, how you just talked about that whole area that's basically not finished. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's an opportunity for a second chance to fix that. Right. And the only thing I can think of with the, with the Mario games that, they, that deserves that treatment is fixing all the bugs and sunshine, but <laughs> I could take an all episode, a whole episode, and complain about sunshine's bugs. Damn. Side the well, point. Well, that was, well, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna play sunshine, love the shit out of it, and then we're gonna have an episode <laughs> where we just argue about sunshine's quality. Hey, I liked sunshine a lot. I don't believe you. But I'm never gonna play it again. Yeah, exactly. I don't fucking believe you. <laughs> you know, why would I play it again when I have Galaxy? Okay. Galaxy is really good. Yeah, Galaxy's... God, that game's good. It's really good. God! I didn't fucking know... Does Demon Souls release the same day as the PS5? Yeah, it's a... You can buy a PS5 bundle that's uh, Demon Souls, Spider-Man, oh, and the PS5. God. Dude. Oh, my fucking God. That's, uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking I'm getting, is the bundle. Oh, my God, that's fucking crazy. That's such a good deal. Well, yeah. Not a deep, good deal, but like 
I don't know because it depends on how expensive it is. But well, it's it's. I mean, it's basically the same price as getting the 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 console and buying the two games separately, except oh you just get them all at once. God, you know. I really I mean, want on, it. Sony's not that good. Like, I, oh my god, I really want it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, and then you got to think also. You got all the the free games that come with the if you have a PS Plus. What free games? Which, you um, oh god, is this I'm, turning I'm into a Sony ad? List. I'm gonna look up the list real quick. Oh for god. You. I promise we're not bought out by Sony. Listen, guys, we're not we're not sponsored yet, but Sony, if you're listening, uh, I'm just yeah. Listen, we're not sponsored. I'm just a fucking huge from software. I'm just addict. a shill. I'm just a huge addict for from software games. I I can't. I need my fix. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. Because two games were actually added, um, to the list of free games you get recently. So I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Evan Stall. Say okay, something well, great. Okay, I'll talk about uh, my feelings about Demon Souls because I haven't played. That's the only From Software game I haven't played yet. Well, okay, least... okay, never mind. I, you know what? It's okay. It's what okay. F- we'll just we'll just rein this back in. Zach, you get the fuck off. I'm going to talk about <laughs> this shit. So it's the only one I haven't played, and I'm interested because uh, I actually I've heard that people, some people whose opinions I actually respect, say that. It's better than Dark Souls, which currently is like my favorite of the of the uh, current right uh, uh, series they have. Like, let's see, it's Dark Souls, then Sekiro's in second place. Sekiro's a fantastic fucking game. Third would be uh, third kind of fluctuates a bit because I'm not really sure. Right. Uh, what the third would be? It's either I maybe Bloodborne. But uh, yeah. It's, uh, so third and fourth is somewhere like uh, somewhere between Bloodborne and Dark Souls three. Yeah. And then last place uh, in the pit is Dark Souls two, the shittiest one. Of the you series. know, I'm not all that surprised that Bloodborne falls so low for you because I think the from every time you talk about like Sekiro and um the Dark Dark Souls games, I think you prefer the more defensive style of combat. I think that's probably true. Uh, I like sort of because uh, Bloodborne is so you have to dodge and you have to really get in that. You have to really get in everyone's face and shit. You got to be in the mindset for it. Yeah. Well, and I prefer, and it's really just fast paced gameplay. I've always preferred the style. If I'm playing Dark Souls, I like to kind of uh, do like heavy, I like to get heavy weapons and really fuck shit up that way. Yeah. And if I'm playing Sekiro, uh, what's fun about that is that you, it's, you you have to yeah you kind of have to play defensively to a degree it's all about timing and precision and i really like that it's really cool uh but yeah so i don't know but bloodborne though i what i'd like about bloodborne because bloodborne's still really fun and i love bloodborne's world i adore it mm-hmm. this lovecraftian sort of nightmare thing oh it's great i love just exploring it and learning about it right uh Dark Souls 3 and that kind of the thing about why it sometimes beats out Dark Souls 3 is that Dark Souls 3 seems a bit I mean it's cool and it's fun but it also feels a bit done before yeah like it can't escape Dark Souls the first game I kind of get that vibe when I've seen gameplay of Dark Souls right. 3 that it like it's not like not that it's bad but it's not necessarily anything special exactly and it's really good the gameplay is really fun uh, I think the world is what kind of ends up kind of bringing it down a bit in the story. 
it's it's interesting but not as engaging right. as the others and dark souls 2 is just absolute dog shit and <laughs> fucking terrible okay i do have this full list of 20 games you get for free for the ps5 if you have okay. ps plus tell me so you get bloodborne so number three or four on your list um <laughs> you get days gone which i feel like i'm probably gonna try um but not really care for all that much because this this is a zombie game if you don't know where you like right. are constantly trailed yeah. by a horde of zombies <clears throat> yeah. Um, you get Detroit Become Human, which I've already played, so I don't necessarily know if I'll play it again. Um, God of War. Listen, you need to play God of War. Which That's one is that? The, the fourth the, one. The, the newest one. Yeah. I feel like I need to play the others first, though. No, you don't. Here, here's what you I need to like do. do. Trust me. Just all you really need to do is you can just watch a video or really read a quick summary, Evan. Listen. I can't do that. I can't, here's do, the thing. I can't do it that way. No, here's the thing though. God of War, the new one, is so different from all the other God of War I games know. that. All right, I don't care though. I have to play okay, it in well, order. Then here's the or thing. Because the... how how can I enjoy? How can I really fucking appreciate it if I can't? If I haven't been with it the whole way? Because they they do just the right amount of things to make it welcoming to new players to the franchise. That's kind of like the whole thing about it is it being so different is an, like a new starting off point for that franchise. I'll think about it. Okay, well just know that they're probably not going to make the other God of War games for the PS5. They're not going to remaster them. I don't even know if they did a God of War remastered for PS4. So they did a God of War 3 remastered for the PS4. But did they do the other ones? I, I, don't, I don't know. Hey, yeah. Let me check. Let me see. If they didn't, what was God of War 1 released for? Um, PS2, I think. Shit. Yeah. I, actually, actually, yeah, that's fine. I could play it on PS2. And there, there, later for that. there are also PSP games in that mix. Because here's dude, the thing. Fine. There's, like, all- there's like seven God of War games or something like that before than this newest one so there is no way that's fine i mean listen you do you i i I didn't feel like i wanted the like true hack and slash like those were and that's not to say that this new god of war is necessarily different from a hack and slash because i mean it's still a god of war game at its core but in terms of what it tells in its story and what it does in the collectibles you search for and puzzle things like sure well, I think I'll. It seems like because I have God of War three for the PS four, I have never touched it, and uh, God of War one and two are both for PS two, which I have an emulator for that, so I could probably play that. Yeah, I, if I can do it, I'd rather play through the story just so I can really appreciate what God of War four is. Yeah, I mean, I can respect that, but I'm just, I'm just, you don't need it. I'll just say that. I know. Um, well, it, t- tell that to the audience. You don't need if you yeah, want to play yeah. God of War four. Did that one game of the year? Or did Red Dead Redemption? I I think God of War won Game of the Year. Yeah, it see? it because it actually beat out um, Breath of the Wild. I think. Damn. Yeah, because I think the Game Awards that year were Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, um, God of War, and something else. And God of War won. What did Super Mario Odyssey win? Um, I think it won things for. I'd have to look it up. It was East game of 2019. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Um, 
but uh, what else we got? We got Infamous Second Son. I'll probably replay that great. just for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Um, Ratchet and Clank, which I'm going to play because I'm going to get the new one. Um, the Last Guardian, which I'm never going to touch. Ever. I actually have that game. Yeah? I've never played, I've never played it. <laughs> um, my, my older sister got it and she hated it. And I watched her play and was just like, I, this game is not, it does not work out. I played it. I played it for a sec. And I just kind of got bored. I was expecting something along the lines of Shadow of the Colossus. Right. That's same people who made it. And Shadow of the Colossus is sick as shit. Well, it's connected to Shadow of the Colossus. Right. But it ended up being more like their first game, Eco. Yeah. Which I wasn't a huge, I wasn't as big as a fan of. Let's see what else. We, we got The Last of Us remastered, which is an obvious choice. Um, Until Dawn, you know, relevant to this episode of the podcast. Um, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, a masterpiece of a video game, if I do say so <laughs> myself. Um, Batman Arkham Knight. It's okay. a good game. It's a good game. Yeah, solid. Yeah, Battlefield 1. It's okay. It's like, I might play it. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, The Zombie Chronicles. I probably will play that because you know anyone who gets a PS5 and is just and has PS Plus and has access to that, like, come on, getting the boys together to play zombies. Some zombies. Yeah, I'll um, play just to understand the zombies lore. Exactly. That's even possible. Um, this is one of the new additions: the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy. Oh, nice! So I'll probably play that. I haven't. I actually haven't played a Crash Bandicoot game. Yeah, I think this so, is a good place, a good place to start. The uh, classics. Fallout 4, which, Ew. I mean, maybe I'll give it a second chance. Maybe. That'd be like... Yeah. Um, Does Final it have all the DLC with it? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say it's any certain edition. I see. Um, it has Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, which I'll probably give that a chance. Um, this will be a big one for you. It has Monster Hunter World. Seriously? Yeah, for free. That's, dude, that's sick. So maybe, maybe I'll give Monster Hunter a second chance. If you, well, you you've never there. you've never played World before, have you? No. I think you'll like. You You're think gonna you guide me. You're gonna take me by the hand and guide me through Monster <laughs> Hunter. Well, I think you could. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, with World. Uh, for one thing, I think it is a bit more. Yeah, I don't want to say noob friendly, but I think you might enjoy it more. Right. Than the other one you played. And other, and second thing is, uh, I think we can actually play together on that yeah. one because if I get a PS5, you get a PS5, it'll be fun. Go. I'll have good internet too, so it hey. won't be totally. <laughs> um, let's see, Mortal Kombat X, which is like that's solid. That that's fun if like people are over, you know, it's yeah, a fun thing yeah. to do. It'll be fun uh, to school you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Persona Five, but you know, we, I have Royal, so right. Uh, and Resident Evil 7. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So that's like, that's a really solid list of games. It's, it's kind of got everything for every for everyone. Yeah. So. I'm pretty happy with that. It's a really good selection. Yeah. It's a really good selection. And you know what, Evan? This is the end of a really good episode. Oh, is it? I wanted yeah. to talk more. Uh, I was going to talk about... <laughs> I was gonna because you mentioned Fallout Four. I was gonna talk about the Fallout Four New Vegas mod. You know what? We'll 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 help out our our longer viewers. We'll we'll add this Fallout conversation and then we'll end. All right. So, well, there's not much of a convo. I just wanted to mention that I didn't know before, but apparently they're making a mod for Fallout Four 
that is basically just New Vegas, <laughs> just the entire fucking New Vegas game. Which I'm I'm so I'm so for it. I'm there. What is that going to be? I'm guessing just for people who played on PC. That's what... actually yeah, I, I think I think people who had Fallout Four for Xbox could mod it. I think that was an option. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but it's I'm so for this because it basically adds the objectively superior Fallout Four <laughs> gunplay and gameplay and graphics, but makes the RPG aspect actually good this time. Right. Which is sick. That's what matters. So, that is what matters. Yeah. That was really it. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can end. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, so is your recommendation of the week Heavy Rain? You sticking with it? Yeah, sure. Actually, no, fuck it. I'll say my, recommend, my recommendation this week is play Fallout New Vegas. Sick. That's a sick game. My recommendation for the week will be for everyone to go watch the first episode of The Mandalorian, which, I mean, season two, the first episode of season two just aired. All yes, right. Or, yeah, yesterday. So We didn't even talk about that. I know. Well, we... <laughs> We got into Halloween and Kitchen Nightmares, so yeah, you know when the important topics come up, we got to address those. That's true. That's true. Well, thanks for everyone for uh, tuning in today and making some making some time for the boys. We appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, catch us next week. Oh yeah. <laughs>